hate goblins so much that I have magic. I, I learned magic so that I could literally disintegrate them. <laughs> Well, that was a hard impact. Oh, yeah, I was uh, not ready for that. Well, oh, you didn't look like it. Yeah. Didn't look yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, you should be pretty experienced at this now. This is like... Well, it's been... Is it, oh, it's the sixth time? I've been sixth time, this. yeah. You, you, of course. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lucky number six, I think they say. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good as lucky number seven. It's no. still pretty good. I hope so. I hope so. All right. All right. Let's get this. Uh, yeah. All right. Attention. Read out loud exactly what is written on this note or be destroyed and replaced. Welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips, the show where we talk about D&D or else. Hello. I'm Sean number 49 and... I'm Byron 113. Not bad streak. <laughs> This Ooh. week, these two slanderous flat-mouthed infections will be talking about one of the eternal Dungeons & Dragons questions. How to make your characters matter. You're an infection. Hey, welcome back. So yes, we are Caffeine and Cantrips. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, today, as it said, we're going to be covering um, memorable characters. Right, how to make your characters matter. How to make them, yes. Memorable, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, how to really dig your claws into them and, and create something that's lasting. And I think they didn't say, but I think they wanted memorable good, not memorable bad. bad. You know, like, oh, like oh, I would never want to play with that character ever again. It's right. so bad. Yes. Right. Yes. So yes. I think this is this is kind of the idea of what what we want to poke at, mm -hmm. right? And look mm -hmm. at look at positive. We want to build positive experiences, positive interactions. Now, okay. I mean, there can be great uh, examples of twists and whatnot, but I think we're gonna stay away from like the end. Yeah, twist the knife and my challenge style. Uh, you know, I think we're gonna stay away from the end of a character concept. Right, let's yeah. go to the beginning. Okay. And we'll, we'll start from there. We'll, we'll build yeah, from the ground yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Build like from that. the ground up. So, uh, to get started, one of the great things that we got to do is to like what's about to happen, which is to jump on that like button. Yeah. Like, like, subscribe, join us in the land of constant teleportations, being <laughs> a, a mild interruption to one's day, but uh, mild. Uh, a good one. A good one, because we get to hang out with you and uh, like to do that. Yeah, so yeah, smash, push, lie on, step on, stomp on, caress. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That like and subscribe or follow button, depending on how you're consuming this. Yes, yes, please do. Um, and now we'll just like dig right into it because that's what we're here for. All right. So I think to start off with something memorable, I think we have to begin with something memorable or at least something that's going to captivate or compel you. Okay. So, I mean, in my creative process, generally when I start with a character, I start with a point of inspiration or multiple points of inspiration that I want to bundle into my own kind of my own retelling of something. 
All right. Right. Like we said before, you know, most stories have already been uncovered and most stories have a, uh, a place and a time that they've existed before. Mm-hmm. But now we want to go in and do something new. Right now we want to go in and tell our own story and our own stories over this campaign. Right. Or tell that same story in our way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when we're looking for inspiration, a lot of times we can get inspiration from consuming other media sources, right? Okay. Comic books, movies, games, um, actual books and stories that we read about. We it wanna, could be someone that you actually know. Uh, can absolutely be someone that you know and, and uh, what they've maybe done for you in your life or maybe what they've done in history. You should see my, my Byron character. He's pretty awesome. Oh, but that matches. So yeah, no, I think that that's okay. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. Um, you know, because we can ultimately begin writing only what we know. Yep. Right? And as, as yep. we go and we explore, we discover more and we can fold that into us. Mm-hmm. But a great way of looking at the world and looking at characters in that world is, you know, oh, my, my father or my stepfather or the positive male role model in my life, a okay. mentor, right? I like the way that he critiques. I like the way that he adopts that mentorship role, right? And I want to create right. a character that becomes like the the wizened old fighter or the veteran fighter who knows mm-hmm. a lot and who wants to get these whippersnappers. He cares about them. He wants to keep them safe, but he knows that ultimately they have to go into danger. So how do I adopt those things? But that's a great place to start, right? I want to create a mentorship character. Right, like you don't want to directly translate everything about that character into, no. right? You just want to take those important parts, like what you find compelling about that character mm-hmm. and use that as what the nugget of inspiration to go mm-hmm. on, right? And that, that can be one point. And then when you start developing another point and another right. point or another right. aspect another aspect eventually you just start to frankenstein your own monster i'll like pull from like multiple characters like a little bit of batman a little bit of who framed roger rabbit mm-hmm. i don't know that's not his name He's well that was the movie yeah but you can pull from batman and then maybe jessica rabbit oh yeah right yeah. And i was like that's ridiculous but it could be interesting it, it could be interesting yeah right right and then you you pull a little bit you, of joe biden yeah right? a little bit of trump yeah I didn't mash it all together into something hopefully, hopefully interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, we don't know if it's going to be interesting or not, but at least it's a, a launch point. Well, and I think one of the major things that we have to understand is that we have to be interested in it, right? Right. And this is why it's, it's yep. our points of inspiration that we're putting into it yep. to start creating something that we're going to want to be a part of okay. for whatever the length of the campaign is mm-hmm. decided kind mm-hmm. of in your session zeros, right? Is this going to be a, a one-off five episodes, 10 episodes, 10 years of life <laughs> that you're going to go through this right. campaign. What's it going to be? Um, and, and with that, I think a really huge consideration has to come in like some idiosyncrasies and some character traits can become overdone, right? If you're, mm-hmm. if you're constantly, if you're Wiley Coyote and you're constantly running into painted murals, Right. Yeah. Eventually, the rest of the party is just going to be like, "Oh, okay, that's that's just what they do." That's right. And once, and some, I think character traits can be maybe untenable. Like when I played that goblin character, and mm-hmm. I decided to talk like this, I was worried that I wasn't able going to to keep talking like that for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it, it was hard. Like mm-hmm. like six hours, it, I my voice was. Yeah, there was some there were some sessions that I could tell. 
that you had to opt out of some <laughs> role-playing opportunities yeah. because you 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 physically couldn't keep yeah. up yeah. with with the demands of the character. And and that's super interesting, but that's something that you want to decide, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is this is this voice and I'll talk about voices and stuff later, but is this part of the character something that I can do for the long run? Mm-hmm. Right? Is this something that you know, I'm ultimately always going to make this character clumsy and they're always going right. to like be clumsy. Well, that, that can be expressed in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. right? Oh yes. They trip over their own shoelaces or they fall upstairs or, you know, they uh, manage to hit the deck when they cross over carpet. That's a little too high. Right. Okay. Well that can, that can translate later on into the campaign when they're holding the MacGuffin and they're like, Oh my God, I hope they don't fumble it. Right, they don't fumble right. It. Like just, just put the gem in the spot. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm-hmm. right? They got the shakes and everything, and you're just like, oh no, 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 no! I got another hit. I got the shakes, guys. You know, so I think that there's that kind of a, uh, that kind of a, a a character trait. Yeah, right. Could be expressed comfortably across the character's entire campaign mm-hmm. and their entire story, versus. You know, if they always have to be loud and big and giant and right. like just a, like a firework all the time, mm-hmm. that that level of energy can become exhausting to the player, right. and that level of energy can become exhausting to the rest of the party because they, right. they have to deal with that. Right. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's good. That being said, though, I don't think that that's enough of a reason. Maybe not to try something, mm-hmm. um, if, especially if you're not sure, uh, because you can always change it later. Mm-hmm. If you're like, "Oh, that's too much," that's you can dial it back a little bit. You can mm-hmm. you can always mid campaign figure out a reason to to change. Well, and you can decide that this is going to be a short term thing that I want my character to grow out of. Right? Maybe this is an adolescent yeah. feature of of mischief or mayhem that they exhibit but ultimately i want that to disappear rather quick once mm-hmm. they understand the seriousness of adventuring or the seriousness of the world that they're in that they can't get away with that kind of grabastic comedy right i do like that idea of starting with being inspired by sort of sort of characters that are already out in the media and in other places that you see because i find it's difficult when you have just a blank character sheet mm-hmm. and you're just like I can play anything. I don't know what to do, what's interesting, what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to pull inspiration from somewhere else, not in its entirety, but sort of bits and pieces of different things that you find, different characters that you find interesting mm-hmm. uh, is a great way to start. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a great creator on YouTube called Tulak the Barbarian, mm-hmm. who essentially goes out and he recreates characters in yes. media yeah. as D&D builds. Yeah. And and when he's doing that, he breaks it out at the beginning of the build. He picks three aspects of mm-hmm. the character that he wants to exemplify in the build, mm-hmm. right? Because you you could do anything. Oh, I'm picking Superman. Well, Superman you can't recreate in D anD D, right? Right. But you can recreate his his like his courage, his determination, mm-hmm. and maybe the fact that he's a brawler. He's a strong, punchy, punchy, punchy kind of guy. Right. Okay, great. I can take those three aspects and I can create a character. off. I can take those three points of inspiration mm-hmm. from him and create right. a character. Um, but, you know, circling back to what you said and, and going from what you know, in mm-hmm. people, you can see a realistic approach to how these attributes interact with other people in the world. Right. right? How, a, how a courageous person or how a, a courageous speaker 
mm-hmm. right? Uh, a positive mentor can actually affect the people around them. And you can look at how they do that. Right. The mannerisms that they use, the kind of verbal cues, visual cues, whatnot. Mm-hmm. To then take those inspirations and start to add a three-dimensionality to them, right? It's right. not just a line on a piece of paper, yeah. right? It's, it's an actual attribute. Right, right. Well, it, it has sort of deeper effects on the character besides just, oh, that's what they do, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, he talks with a lift and he has a, a limp. But by rolling that further into your character as a starting point, uh, it, then it makes the character a little more interesting. Like, well, how are they going to be because of mm-hmm. those um, mm-hmm. aspects that you've chosen? Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but yeah, as, if you, if you just stay at that that top level, mm-hmm. I think uh, you're missing out on a lot of what your character can be. Well, we've just started, right? Yeah. This is this yeah, just is the, the starting the point. first inspirational yes. points, right? And if you're 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 correct when you say if you just take these kind of inspirations and you go, okay, Superman, he's strong. All right, I'm going to put my top stat yeah. strength. Yeah. Right. Uh, he doesn't really dodge attacks, so I'm just going to dump decks. He's kind of intelligent, so intelligence is somewhere in the wizards. I don't really care about them because all I wanted was that a top stat in, in strength. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now we're going to miss out on a lot of things that make Superman a great, memorable character. Right. Right. If we just right. jump to the end and call this, you know, print it, right? We're mm-hmm. done. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I don't know, maybe if you want to talk about this next, um, goes into once we kind of have that inspiration, how do we start making it more three dimensional? How do we start empowering right. it? Yes. I mean, there's an aspect of. I guess the the mechanics, uh, like by making like oh Superman, I'll make him a monk because he's a brawler, mm-hmm. right? But I'll give him like some cantrip to shoot out of his eyes. But I don't think that that is what really gives your character depth. Mm-hmm. Less of what they do, um, more why they do it. Mm, um so and 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 sort of in what they do in what direction are they doing it for what reason right so Mm -hmm. i like to um think of it as for me i from the first step for me when i create a character is um i think about the direction that i want the character to go in 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 life and and as a as an entity within uh, the campaign um so i do this by thinking about uh what is the character's goal What's their motivation and what is their intention? Those sort of three aspects. So a goal would be uh, what the character wants to do or achieve mm-hmm. in the campaign mm-hmm. or it's just in general. Um, the motivation is why the character wants to do that. And then the intention is how they're going to go about doing that. Um, so for example, um, the goal of this character is to kill all goblins. Okay. Right? Uh, Their motivation is because goblins killed their whole family um, and and the whole town, Mm -hmm. and now they they hate goblins so much. I think they're the worst thing in in the world, and everything, all of them need to be killed in order to have a safer world. Mm -hmm. Right? And then um, the intention is how they're going to go about doing that. Like, what's their plan? Okay. Right? Um, and that is to, right, uh, get some equipment and just go out and kill goblins and raid goblins and hunt goblins. And that's all they do. That's what they care about. Right? And 
right there in those three steps you've described, um, Goblin Slayer, that anime. So that's his whole right. character, right? right. Um, and you can have an entire series um, based just on with those three aspects. And with that, you understand at the very core of the uh, of the character um, what they want to do, why they want to do it, and how they want to go about doing that. And that'll inform your role play. Mm-hmm. In every situation, you know that these are the three tenets of this character. Um, and that'll really, I find, guide you on what is the appropriate thing that this character is going to do or how they're going to react. Because it all goes back to them, right? And these are only the main three. You can have sort of sub-goals, sub-motivations, sub-intentions Interesting. as well. Interesting. So, in so do, do you suggest that, um, obviously, you start with one goal, mm-hmm. right? But would you create multiple goals, possibly, and then create a motivation and an intention for each? Or are we talking about core aspects of the PC, so they should just kind of have one core goal, one core um, motivation, mm-hmm. and one core intention on how they act those out? I think so. I mean, you... You can have multiple cores, I guess, but at least for me, I I would find that I'm not at the level where I can keep all that, I think, in my mind and balanced mm-hmm. without some sort of hierarchy of priorities um, in my mind. So I I would have set a like a main um, set of goal, motivations, intentions, and then have like sort of sub ones, mm-hmm. right? So if I can't do this or if it's not appropriate, then I think about these things or that. Right. So your core ideal is ultimately your, your so your core goal is ultimately going to span the entire campaign, or is this something that you think that you should be able to complete within the campaign, or maybe you don't complete it at all? Well, this is really just for building the character. Mm-hmm. Where the character goes from there is well, that depends on what happens in the campaign. Oh, okay, so right. this is this is like an additional level to informing their backstory. Pretty pretty much like it's just where setting what the character like creating that character. Uh, for session one, mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna step in, and th- this is my character. Where where they go from here, um, I don't know, but I know that this is where they're starting and where they're intending to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and are they going to take left turns, right turns, or go straight towards that goal? Uh, that'll depend on the DM too, and the other players, right? If we have the water slide, right, that's that's the direction of his flow is these three uh, goal, motivation, and intention. Mm-hmm. And, and the DM, if he's doing his job, will put things in this character's way so they can't just go and straight snap their fingers and all the goblins are dead. Right? There's, oh, this is a goblin, and they are the mayor of a town of for humans, for everyone. They're all living peacefully, and by all intentions and by all sort of metrics, they're like lawful good and they're good for the world. Yes. Well, that, what's Goblin Slayer going to do then? Are they going to? Yeah. Do they, do they stay true to themselves or do they have to adapt? Yeah. yeah right. So yeah. where they go from there, I don't, you can't really know. And I think um, while you can think about possibilities at character creation, um, you, I think you should be ready to uh, not go there because that's, I think that's part of the fun of it is setting up this character. They've got a direction and then finding out where they actually end up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny. Some people might say, well, they, we have character building stuff like that. We have, what is it? The bonds, ideals, 
um, flaws. Flaws. Is that it? Um, I think there's one more, but that's that's the core of it. Wow, we're experts. Yes, uh, and I think that's good, um, but it doesn't answer these three questions. Um, and I think these three questions, in some ways, is no, I, I do. I think these three, uh, go, uh, the goal, motivation, intention, is more important to answer than those uh, bonds, ideals, and flaws. No, they should inform each other, though, mm -hmm. right? Like, obviously, your ideal, if, you, if your character has an ideal, yeah. in this case, a world without goblins, yeah. right? My goal to support that ideal yeah. Right. Is to remove goblins from the world. Yes. Right. And so, so they, they should kind of have an interaction with each other. These should not just be, well, my goal is over here, but my idealistic world is over there. Mm -hmm. And then my bonds are up here and you know, my flaws. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Like they should, they should have a network between them, how it, it creates a believable set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. No, and I would, I would start with setting your goal, motivation, intention before. And, yeah. And then the other three sort of, really logically follow once you get those three you're like oh i know what the like at the core what this character is and who they are and now i know obviously yes this would be their ideal right this would be their bonds um and this would be their flaws right mm -hmm. um because the flaws i guess kind of goes into my next point after you're setting your goals motivations and intentions mm -hmm. i would go and then place sort of character concepts, um, sort of character traits that are problems that hinder their direction. Okay. So before we get into that, because yeah. flaws, flaws sounds like it's, okay. it's its own thing, yeah, it, yeah, okay. right? Okay. So we understand, you know, there's lots of things out there that we can understand on how to make a goal, right? Okay. Like in real life, in the game, mm -hmm. how to make goals, how to interact that with your background, how to interact that with your character's story mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, I think types of motivations we should just spend a moment on talking okay. as well, okay. right? Because okay, cool. generally there's, there's three major types of, of, um, motivation. There's intellectual motivation. Like I want to know more, Okay. right? There's monetary or like financial motivation mm -hmm. where, you know, you want to, uh, you want to have more or right. you want to. Uh, maybe it's not greed necessarily, but it's like a physical representation of motivation where you want to have the power to defeat or you want to have the power to secure or save or right. overcome. Um, and then the third one is like an emotional motivation, right? So taking our not trademark Goblin Slayer character <laughs> <laughs> type, right? Like to inform his goal Right. And this is this is how this becomes three different characters. Right. To take his goal of to remove all goblins from the world. Right. Right. Is this, you know, goblin slayer ish, you know, a he's doing it because he knows that the world will be better. Right. And so that's what he's trying to fulfill. He's trying to fulfill the idealized world that he sees. Right. Or is he doing it B from like a greed or like a security? People, and we saw this in other media like Tony Stark, right? I want right. to put a suit of armor around the world. Right. Right? Like, I want to I want to make the world safe because the safe world is the only world that I can relax in. Right. Right? So that's my character motivation. I want to create peace. Right? And then the third, emotional. No, I want revenge. Mm. The, and my only truest, most justified revenge will be removing all of them. Right? right. There's, there's three different information packets there to inform your goal, right? Because right. intellectually, you can be cold, 
You can mm-hmm. be uh, dispassionate, right? You just cut them down. Why? Because right. if I don't cut them down, they'll spring up. And the party can look at your character and be like, why don't you feel anything? Well, because they didn't feel anything when they did this to me. So that character can then go and and really emulate what he saw in the goblins at that moment. They just didn't care. They were just doing it for survival. Right. They, just doing it. they just killed. So now I'm just going to kill. I'm going to emulate that right. aspect, right? And so each of these motivations really changes how the character's intention, how they're going to respond and act to these goals is going to be, right? Before we mm-hmm. start talking about flaws and the barriers that put us okay. between it, right? What is the style of motivation? It might be easier to pick the broad strokes, right? right. Intellectual, physical, or emotional to inform your character going forward and see which one you like, which one fits more with what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? And then your intentions need to inform that particular desire, You need to satisfy an emotional component, right? Right. So when I go after goblins, I don't just kill them. I butcher them. Right. I don't bury them in graves. I don't let the cleric give them last rites. Right. Right. Like this is, this is something so near and dear to my heart that they, they must suffer. Right. And then you exemplify that. And maybe. Sounds like a paladin. Sounds like it could be a paladin. It could be a fighter. It could be a rogue. It could be a sorcerer. It could be anything. Right, it could be any class. I hate Colin so much that I have magic. <laughs> I, I learned magic so that I could literally disintegrate them. <laughs> right, and you're, you're like, whoa, uh, disintegrate only targets one goblin, buddy. That's... You're like, I know, I got a lot of magic in to do. Right, and, and, okay, so that's but that's a great way of informing the character yes. and, and adding more depth to it. Yeah. Right? adding more believability that this is a core aspect of that character Mm -hmm. right because they're willing to go to these lengths or they're willing to not go to these lengths because it doesn't i don't need the goblins to die brutally i just need them to die i'm intellectual about this right right a painless gas poured down their den is far more efficient and safe i'm gonna do it that way right don't have to get my hands dirty or maybe sure i want to get rid of all the goblins in the world but my intention how i want to go about doing that is i'm just going to polymorph them into rabbits Mm-hmm. True polymorph, so they can't come back in an hour. Right, right, right. Um, custom spell, <laughs> custom spell, permanent polymorph, goblin, uh, pr- permanent polymorph, goblin, level three spell. Three. Yeah. Find it in your next <laughs> book. Uh, I hope. Oh wow. Um, but you know, th- this is this is important. I think. Yeah. Right, and then not to hold you up. Yes. The, then this moves into the idea of flaws, and flaws is its own steak and potatoes. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think flaws is maybe. Um, too specific of a word. Okay. Um, it means maybe because I when you say flaw, I figure it sounds like it's something wrong with you, like a disadvantage or something. But it's not necessarily. I like to call them hindrances. Okay. It's something that hinders their intended direction. Mm-hmm. Right. So for our uh, hero there that likes that wants to kill all the goblins, right? You can you can put lots of different kinds of hindrances. It could be a um, like a personality or a character hindrance. Like, they just don't like killing. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so it makes it more difficult for them to kill all the goblins, obviously. <laughs> well, right. this, is, this is a great... Right, so, you know, jumping into a previous example of Batman. Batman chooses yes. to have the hindrance, right, yeah. of, of his code, right, where he will not mm-hmm. kill, right? And yes. most of his storylines revolve around him yeah. not killing. Yeah. Right? And, and that... Yeah, it could be a, a physical hindrance. Absolutely. Um, like he has no, he has no hands. Maybe he's really weak. 
mm-hmm. right? So he has to find creative ways of getting rid of the goblins. Mm-hmm. Now it could be emotional hindrances. Um, for example, um, his mother is half goblin, and she disapproves, and he doesn't want to disappoint his mother. That's a twist. Um, <laughs> and or an, another goal or motivation that's a competing with that, um, like making his mother proud, but his mother doesn't want him to be, become a cold-hearted killer. Right. Right. So then they're pulled back and forth between their main direction and this other sort of hindrance, whatever hindering it. And why I like to set this up, and I think um, you don't have to have this in your character, but I think it adds a, 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 a very major level of depth to them. Um, because then there's this dynamic built into the character. Mm-hmm. There's an internal they struggle. Want, well, exactly. Yeah. They want to go one way, but they, they're being pulled in that direction. And it mirrors people in real life. We're mm-hmm. all like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have these competing sort of desires and goals and motivations pulling us in multiple directions that we have to navigate. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I think that's the what separates the characters that matter and the characters that don't is the ones that um, we can relate to. Right? If if you build a character that is relatable to real people so that you can see yourself in that character and doing those things and struggling with those things, then all of a sudden you you just automatically care because you see yourself yeah, in the character. That's the primary way that... that um spectators or viewers pair themselves off is an emotional bond, mm-hmm. right? That's the easiest way to couple yourself to a character's thoughts, feelings, mm-hmm. struggles mm-hmm. is feeling those things or feeling like you're in the same sort of conundrum or problem. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the, the solution to that they come up with is often far easier and more simple than our real life solutions. Right. Right. But ultimately, um, yeah, no, building that, emotional bridge yeah right it's from the character to the people who are watching to right, experiencing, as well as to yourself mm, okay right um if i can't relate to my own character in, in any way i don't know I, for personally i'm I, I then i don't want to play the character as much then i don't i don't do it as, as well in that role because i don't i don't I, I don't understand the character i don't see where he's going i don't care about his their goals. Um, so to when you do this, I think more importantly than uh, the people who are experiencing your character from as a third party mm-hmm. is you caring and having this character matter to you because you're going to be playing this for barring one shots for an extended amount of time. And if you don't want to burn out, I think it's an important thing to set ahead of time, at, specifically at character creation, uh, to give you that longevity. Interesting. Yeah. So no, taking, taking something that you love right in the inspiration phase, right. Or Mm -hmm. really, really Mm -hmm. attracts you putting it through this, this kind of sieve of creating emotions and goals and motivations and intentions, right. And then putting things that are competing within the character, Mm -hmm. establishing either morality or a duality within them, that there's, there's an internal demon or internal dialogue that's going on. Yeah. That's complicating and yet informing you in your role play, right. In your future role Mm -hmm. play. Um, fun still has to be a primary aspect of this entire process. Yes. 
right? Yeah. Because I, I don't think, you know, even for a one shot, I don't think you want to be miserable playing a character. Of course not. No, of course not. No. So, you know, checking back um, in a kind of a, just a consistent effort of not necessarily reassurance, but just making sure that this is staying true to the guidelines that you've set, mm-hmm. right? Has this character gone too far in its goal? Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's core motivation. Isn't something that you really jive with, right? right? You're getting bad vibes now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Go back and tweak it. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, especially, um, I don't know what the rule is at your table. Um, but at my table, I let characters change core aspects of themselves up to level three, right? I expect, and and maybe this is something to bring up in your session zeros, but like, Hey, I had this idea. I really wanted to go to this place with this character. And I realized that this place isn't a place that I actually really wanted to go to. (laughs) I thought it was going to be cool. I've now entered type three fun. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's not good for me right now. I would like to change some stuff about this because I'm worried that I'm going to drag myself down. I'm going to drag everybody else down. Right. Right. And and ultimately if I'm not having fun, why do I want to come? Why do I want to be here? Why do I want to. But do you, then would you, would it just be like a hard cutoff? Like, Oh, he hated goblins. Wants to kill them all. And now the next session he's okay with goblins. Or would you work with the players to have a sort of a transition? I would definitely want to keep the lines of communication open, Mm -hmm. but I, I do give them kind of veto pass. To just say, even, even as far as like, Hey, I love the character's personality. Mm -hmm. I saw them as a fighter. Right. I I think they're more of a wizard. I don't know why I didn't see this before, but fighters aren't fun for me to play. Okay. I'm going to transfer everything over and I'm going to be a wizard now. Is that okay? Wow. That's Uh, that's really, that's like mechanically fundamental. Well, because, because the game is about fun. Right. Right. And, and I think if somebody is enjoying uh, and this would be part of the conversation, but yeah. if somebody is enjoying aspects of their character and they want to keep those aspects, mm-hmm. right? Then yes, let's keep those aspects. Let's, you know, do some retconning, mind bending kind of stuff, right? Right, and then let's make this game fun for you and continue on forward. Rocks fall. You're a Harry now, wizard. <laughs> you're, wait, you're a wizard now, Harry. You're Harry, Harry now, now, wizard. wizard. <laughs> That's why we all have beards. Rocks. Um, <laughs> you know, this, these kinds of twists aren't really twists because I think that ultimately they inform fun for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah, no, up to level three. After level three, I think there's enough experience of playing your character, of RPing your character. Right of mechanically understanding your character mm-hmm. that now you've, you've kind of consolidated your choices, right? You've, you've, right. you've chosen right. what you want it to be. I've given you the freedom to do that. The freedom to change. Oh, I took my first level bonus feat as a human to do, I don't know, uh, to be chef. Right. And then I understand right. that as I, t- I was playing like chefs kind of useless, like it doesn't really do what I wanted it to do. Right. I want to make gourmet food, but anybody with like cooking skills can mm-hmm. do that. So this doesn't do what I wanted it to do. Right. Right. Can I take something else? Sure. Great. Let's, let's talk about that. No, I can see how that could be really, really yeah. useful. But th- this, hmm? sorry. sorry. Go, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, this, this ultimately up to that level three point in, at my table is the time when like almost session by session, you need to keep asking yourself, am I on my own rails? Right. Have oh, I, right. have I, have I chosen the way to RP the character that I mm-hmm. saw them being RP'd? Mm-hmm. Am I being true to their core motivations? Right. Whether those are secret or they're out in the open. Right. Right. And like you said, oh, does he transition? Maybe he doesn't hate goblins as much. Yeah. Maybe it comes out that he understands that uh, as a kid, 
you know, he was told stories that it was goblins. He never saw what attacked right. the village, right? He was right. hit under the floorboards or under the bed or he was, you know, hit in the well. Yeah. He never saw what attacked the town. Yeah. But then he finds out, oh, it wasn't goblins. Now, all of a sudden, the character's like, well, I hated goblins, but now I have no reason to hate goblins. And now I need to find myself. And okay, great. Hey, right. everybody, you know, in your session zero or your session zero plus mm-hmm. ones or whatever, you're like, hey, my character is going to be a little bit lost right now. As he right. finds a new motivation, right. as he finds a new mm-hmm. goal. Just want to let you know he's going to be a little bit wishy-washy and a little bit lost in the RP. This is intentional. Let me know if it's going too far, if he's a little bit right. too whiny or whatever. Right. But I need to redefine what's going on in my character. No, too. I like that. I like that. Well, I think I, I like that more than just the, the hard cutoff. But if you have to do the hard cutoff, you know, it, now, fine, ultimately, right? like I said, yeah. that was if you like aspects. Mm-hmm. If you don't like, I, I just, I don't like playing a barbarian. I thought right. it was going to be cool. It's all rage. Ah, it's awesome. And then ultimately, I don't just want to hit things. Not, not. I want to like, see that, go, that no. barbarian. It's awesome. <laughs> Beat. The Lego Every movie where the protagonist yeah. is a barbarian. Everything is awesome. Oh, smashing bricks together. <laughs> You know, maybe it's, you go, oh, okay. The way that I saw barbarians being fun. I Are you a barbarian? I'm a master builder. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, maybe that's not fun. Maybe being a master right. builder is not fun. You want to go back to me, right? Whatever it is, if you want to abandon the character entirely, yep. right? I, I, I think that, yeah, it should be out there that, yeah, here's your mulligan, yep. right? Yep. We're early on in the campaign. The DM is establishing story and really building the foundations of the stories that he's got going on and all the individual plot lines that are mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. If you duck out by level three to replace, I th- there's room for the DM to really kind of go, oh, okay, let's shift gears, right? Right. Maybe I've been thinking about this for the past six months and developing it and whatnot, and then you're going to make me change gears. But, right. you know, being 100% done, which we never really are as DMs, yeah. and being 80% done, it's not that big of a difference, right? Conceptually, right. I just need to bounce some stuff around and right. I got to include three new PCs or three new whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not a big, it's not a huge deal. Really. Right. It's more of a more of a conceptual hindrance than mm-hmm. anything, but... Well, and it's worth it if if it's going to let someone have fun. Fun. When they weren't having fun before, mm-hmm. right? Because it's months and months and months of fun. Yes. Right, that, right, is that's that's what you get out of mm-hmm. it for one player. That's, that's worth a lot, I mm-hmm. think. Absolutely. Um, something else that's worth a lot, I think, uh, that people might not realize is when they like and subscribe <laughs> to our content and follow. Yes. Yes. Right. It's worth way more than you think, and we would really appreciate it. Yes. And as we know... Uh, I still every, feel so dirty asking. Every, every like is just how you want to see me get more stuff wrong. So please, <laughs> right? yes. please, if, please. if you want to yeah, you know, reintroduce humility to me, uh, my ego is getting unchecked. And uh, needs needs some hammers in it. Yeah, knock it down. Yeah, yeah. Knock it down. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think you're you're really really kind of looking at the full three dimensionally three dimensionality mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a person. Like this this person is starting to be uh, a thinking, breathing, living thing because it has problems, right? Well, they have three dimensionality. Like they've got that movement, like a real person, right? Yes. They're not just sort of the static cutout of a character. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, like we talked about, it has to keep back making that net informing itself, double checking with all of your points, making sure that you're drawing that dot to dot diagram, making a a picture that's greater than its whole. Um, We also need to really understand that stagnation, right, defeats memorability. 
So right. our characters that we love from from historical stories or mm-hmm. whatnot, they have to undergo those story tropes, the hero's journey, the the overcoming the bad guy. They have to adapt, right. modify, and change. Yep. Right? They gotta bear grill us this stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> adapt, overcome, imp- or improvise, adapt, overcome. Right? Um, you you need to look at what the character is doing mm-hmm. and then find we talked about in the water slide, it's going to swish you around a little bit. So you need to understand how they need to change their intention, perhaps, mm-hmm. because they find that their intention is insufficient or isn't as precise or isn't as efficient as they right. wanted it to be. Right, And so the character needs to adapt and change and show that kind of reflexive or reactionary exposure to its environment. Right. Yep. Right. And if it doesn't, then there's no reason to follow that character because yeah. that character is the same at the beginning of the story as it is at the end of the story. Yeah. And then it's one note across the whole thing. It's very flat. Right. We, we like change. We like dimensions. We like yeah. the, you know, in, in your basic kind of storyboarding, you, you like the rise to the climax of the story. Yeah. Right. If the good guy could always beat the bad guy, right, it's it's a different waveform shape, right? You know, yeah. like, um, since we're referencing things like One Punch Man, we know that generally, that's the end of the fight. Yeah. Right? And it's a different style of story because of that. Right. So is that character memorable? It is because it's breaking the tropes. Most of the time, we don't get to play a character that truly breaks those tropes in such yeah. an exceptional way. Yeah. So when we're when we're doing these changes and doing these things, we need to add that progressive nature of what's happening around right. them yep. and, and how you choose to react. Right, just just like a lot of RPGs and video games now, um, your choices inform the ending that you're going to get. Right, right, because right. your character shouldn't be one note. Right, do you yeah. kill the bad guy at the end? Do you give the mercy at the end? Yeah, right. It shouldn't also just fall to that one choice at the very end of the story either. Right, you you're building your character and you're changing. Maybe you're adjusting ever so slightly, one degree right. per episode. You're you're slowly adjusting your character's core mm-hmm. goal. Let that be seen. Would you suggest then, along with setting your goals, motivations, and intentions at the beginning of character creation, also set a sort of uh, a sort of uh, sort of a path that you want, like a direction that you want the character to grow in? Like, say they start off with this goal, motivation, or intention. Mm-hmm. Would you want? The, would you suggest that a, a player be like, by the end of the campaign, you want them to work towards this specific intention? Mm-hmm. Like maybe his goal's the same, his motivation's the same, but he's he's learned or they've learned um, that their intention is how they go about doing it mm-hmm. is wrong or there's a better way of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think you should set that before you start playing or just discover it, do you think, is, is a better way? I think that there should be an idea of both. Okay. Right? In In, in my personal development strategy, mm-hmm. I do consider where they come from and then that uh, um, a far more vague goal, right, is, is right. not of the characters, but of the player. Right. Right. I would like to see them get to this point. Right. Right. So uh, for the last character that I played, started off, he hated all humans. He thought that they were beneath him. Right. Right. Uh, he was an elf. Just for just to fill in the blanks a little bit. So he was he was an elf. He thought all humans were below him. Right. For whatever reason, they were below. Right. 
as he went through the campaign, he discovered that this isn't true, mm -hmm. but it became true in the idea that m not all humans, but most right. humans, right? So, right. so he softened a little bit. He didn't lose that mm -hmm. core principle. He still felt at the end of the campaign that humans were unable to deal with the, with the, like the tier four right. dangers of the right. world. And so it was up to him to step up and do that. Right. But then it was more of a protectorate. Right. right. You guys can't, you're unable to deal with this. So I will. Right. And I see. instead of, instead of hating them for, um, not being able to do it and yep. thinking that they were beneath him, yep. he understood that, okay, you know, maybe that's not their fault. Maybe humans are just right. humans. They don't need ire or anything for that. Right. But it's my role now to step up and protect them. Right. And I'm, I'm not better than them, but I can do this. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so equality kind of happens a little bit. Things flatten out in the hierarchy of his mind. Right. But then he still steps forth to be the hero right. for them. So I think that, you know, I didn't change the goal of the character necessarily, mm -hmm. but it did soften his intentions. I did soften right. how he reacted to certain NPCs and certain PCs because we had a, a human in the party. Right. And so that human had a very large, and the way that I, I as the player, made the character interact in a way with right. that yep. player to go, you know what? You're not that bad. <laughs> and if you're not that bad, that means that there's enough humans, that there's enough exceptions to the rule that I can't be right when I say all humans. Oh, right. Right. And so right. If, if, if I'm wrong when I deal in the absolute, then mm -hmm. it's got to be somewhere else. Right. And so as an intellectual character, he logically understood that statistically mm -hmm. he would be wrong. And so, you know, there's emotional reasons, intellectual reasons, but he softened over time and right. he changed. He grew. He grew as a person. Essentially. Well, that's another, like I said, uh, a way of making your character really matter because mm -hmm. then through the character growth and experiencing that character growing, then you can grow, mm -hmm. right? And other people who are watching can grow or sort of get that feeling of growth and, and relate to it because everyone, no one likes to be stuck as who you are. If you're 40 and you still act like you're 19, you're like, there's, there's a problem with that. Well, we right? see, when we see the displacement, right? Yep. When we see, when we're, when we're drawing those pictures between the dots, 40 year old, 19 year old mentality. Yeah. Those two don't match. No. Right. And right. so, so why is this, is this something that you want to change? Oh, my character acts immature. And then over the course of this campaign, they're right. going to develop maturity. They're going to develop responsibility. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that becomes really important. Yeah. Right. And that's what I think also creates that emotional bridge for remembering these people is because in order to change, they have to overcome something or they have to right. adapt. They have to, they have to make a change in order to, yeah, overcome a barrier or a struggle or an internal dialogue, right? right? And Their inner demons, whatever and overcome themselves. Right. Yes. So, Cause that's really what it is. You overcome that belief or that mm -hmm. aspect of yourself to become something more. Mm -hmm. Right. I like that idea though, because if you, if you look at the goal, motivation, and intention, if you change just one of them to something else, that new character is completely different. Mm -hmm. Like completely different, mm -hmm. right? With the Goblin Killer, right? Change, keep the same goal, keep the same motivation, change the intention, mm -hmm. and it's totally different. So if it's one mass murdering, kill all goblins at, at, at all costs, right? In order to save the world from goblins, now maybe they decide to educate the goblins. Right. Right. Make them productive members of society. That's completely different. And their personality would be different. Um, their hindrances would be different. The role play would be different. The campaign would be very different. 
I yeah. think, right? Oh, yeah. No, when you when you tag on to your campaign, colonize the goblins, right? You're <laughs> you're you're doing something real oh, different. T- oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's 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 an interesting take then. Yeah. You, you <laughs> What's your character concept? Uh he's like, you know, like a fighter colonizer. Yeah. Oh yeah? <laughs> that sound kosher to you? Yeah. Goblins. Oh, goblins. Okay. Just goblins. Just goblins. Uh, <laughs> maybe and I dangerous, very dangerous. But I like the idea that he can go, that the character can go. No, the world would be better without goblins. Versus, the world would be better with no bad goblins. Right. Oh, right now, mm-hmm. now, more like in a moral sense, I no longer have to deal with the weight of sin. You know, in quotations, right. I'm going to say sin in this right. case uh, of killing all the goblins. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're you know, uh, maybe teaching them a better way of life, teaching them a way of cohabitating, right? Right, Making them no longer as nomadic or like, you know, stealing for their sustenance or whatnot. Mm-hmm. No, we're just going to teach you to grow sustenance instead. Right. Right. And so that your quality of life can rise. Right. Cool. Great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And if, even if that's what you do, you just say, Hey, here's the tools for success. I'm going to help you get to phase one. Right. But then I'm going to back off from your civilization and see where you guys go. Right. 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 Then that character could be forced into the opposite cycle where other people are like, hey, man, uh, do you see that herd of cattle that the goblins had? We should go steal it. <laughs> right. And your character's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I just hey. spent all this hey. time. Yeah. No, you got to leave them alone. We can't reverse the roles of now humanity picking on them because they're the ones with and we're the ones without. Right. Right. I mean, another thing I want to add, I guess, at this point is that once you've set your, your goal, motivation, intention, you set all the hindrances. Mm-hmm. Um, you really ought to let your DM know. Oh yes, what these are, what what the character's intentions are, and hindrances. Because um, for the definitely purposes, the motivation, yeah, for the purposes of of sort of that change in the character, because it's kind of unnatural for a character to this to just change for no reason, right? Typically, you require some sort of outside stimuli, so you'll need sort of buy-in from your DM. Uh, you don't need it, but I think it helps a lot if you got buy-in from the DM to push your character in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe put things in place so that your character has to deal with mm-hmm. uh, their hindrances. Yeah. Hey, DM, in the next session, I know we're traveling overland mm-hmm. or whatever. Can you put in a scene or whatnot that has a sympathetic moment right. with goblins right. being being the victims of something? That my character is going to come across. You don't. I mean, you don't even need to go that. You don't, you don't have even. to, but you you, you definitely could. can say yep. like, "Hey, I need certain story beats mm-hmm. because I've got I've got goals for my character, and I've yeah. got a transition arc for my character. Yeah. And if I don't have these, I don't know where the catalyst is going to come from yeah. to create those epiphany moments yeah. for the character. So, hey, I know I'm kind of peeking behind the screen, but at some point in the future, mm-hmm. can you slide? some of this yeah. stuff in or, or, you know, some of the things that we come across that we know is ultimately or, or um, stereotypically evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's, can we do some role reversal where they yeah. become the victims and now right. we have to save them. And then it starts widening the scope of what my character considers is good, is bad, right. is worthy of mercy, is worthy of help. Right. And I think if you do this, if you give this to the DM, the DM just, I think it's just good news for the DM. It's like, Oh, I can, there's things that guarantee reactions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I know what their issues are. I know what they want want to do. So if I 
I guarantee I can put this here and at least one player or one character will have a good reaction, will bite onto this. Correct. Right? When it's, again, a blank slate and you don't know what your players want or what your characters they're in your campaign want or do, like they're just heroes, mm-hmm. you want to be adventurers, that's it. Right? You're sort of just guessing mm-hmm. or putting really sort of superficial sort of events to hopefully get a bite right right from your right from the characters um so you know i like that I like that mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit um but i'm moving on a little bit yeah i think um to we talk about adding like setting your goals and motivation intentions hindrances mm-hmm. um and that might sound especially at first you're like oh that sounds that's kind of difficult like what do I know what to set? What kind of goal? What's interesting? Mm-hmm. What's an interesting motivation? Like how how am I going to? Um, how do I know that that is what I want to play in a character? Like, right. what, like what if I get bored of it? Right. Um, I think to make setting that character direction easier, you have to set your own personal direction for how you what you want to do um, while you play. In that campaign, mm-hmm. right? Like, for example, um, what is me, Sean, as the player? What's uh, my goal for the campaign? Um, is it do I want to explore a certain emotion, or do I want to practice leadership? Because right. something I, I feel like uh, it's safe to do yeah. in D and D. Yeah. Uh, do I want to practice or see what it's like to uh, face a certain fear? Right. Right. Like maybe I'm scared of spiders. Yep. Like so, maybe I'll make a character who just wants to kill spiders. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Spider Slayer. Yep. Copyright. Um, right. Like, like, what's my intention? Like, do I want to explore a certain idea? Um, like, is there a goal that you want to achieve for yourself mm-hmm. as you play? Right. Um, and then, how do you you intend on achieving that goal? Right. Right. Same thing. Like, set your your personal goal, your personal motivations personal intentions mm-hmm. and once you know exactly what you want to do why you want to do it and how you want to go about doing that the character that you um that would best sort of fit those criteria um kind of for me come together and just sort of become um obvious or more obvious um as i go well if you've Does already that make sense? yeah if you've already established all of like your, your, yeah, like you said, your, your goals, your motivations, yeah. your intentions, where you want to go either emotionally, intellectually, or whatnot mm-hmm. as the player, mm-hmm. then you, you've already kind of decided in the pick your own adventure book, you've already yeah. decided certain ways that you'll always react. And so you don't have to consider the entire gambit of reactions to stimulus, right? Now it's, oh, okay. When presented with a physical threat, my character responds in this manner. Right. Oh, see, um, I was more talking about Ooh. for when you're creating the character. Right. So you find your own intentions. Yes. And then from there, you know what kind of character to create. The character's oh, goals and motivations and intentions okay. will dictate how they react. Okay. But your personal goals, motivations, and intentions will dictate what kind of character would fit your goals, your intentions. And your motivation. Oh, okay. So is right? this where would you where would you conceive of this? Is this before you start collecting your inspiration, or is I, this? 
bef- before you start adding goals and motivations? Somewhere, yeah, before, I think before goals and motivations, uh, before hindrances, somewhere at the same time as um, the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even be like, oh, I, I really feel like playing a, uh, a Joker-like character. But then you think about why. Why would I want to play? Like, why is that interesting to me? What is it about Joker that's interesting mm-hmm. to me? And what is it about that that I want to explore? Like, what do I want to do with that? Right? Or like, once, and once you sort of figure that out, um, then you can go down uh, the, the, the path of, of your character creation. So oh. sort of with, with more confidence. Yeah, more confidence, more clarity. And more direction. On, on what type of goals yeah, you want to yeah, set. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you would, you would establish goals for the self yeah. before goals for the character. I think so. If you can, like you don't have to, of course. Um, but I think it uh, has value and you, and you won't regret doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll definitely inform you in what type of game you want to play. Yeah. Right. And in, in how much RP you want to play versus mm-hmm. how much combat versus mm-hmm. how much exploration. Right. These types of games that we talked about in, in our session zero yep. uh, episode. Absolutely. These thoughts and feelings are going to inform the questions that kind of limit the scope of the campaign, mm-hmm. right? Very drastically. I would even do this before I pick a class for the character, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, I want to, I want to. Well, unless, unless that class is an inspiration, you saw an awesome build or an awesome right. idea. And that's, right. that's one of your inspirational points. And now I'm going to create a personality behind that. But still that inspiration has to meld with your goals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to create the ultimate juggernaut? Well, yes, right. but my goal is to be a pacifist. Huh? Okay. Okay. Sure. Right. And show like, me. And, right. really, show and, me. and what's my goal? I want to see what it looks like to have mm-hmm. a juggernaut pacifist. Mm-hmm. Right. And or or see what happens to a character who's, who's so conflicted like that, mm-hmm. who looks like far right, but they're actually far left. Right. Um, and then you sort of can. Then formulate, how am I going to do this? Oh, I'm going to do this by creating a barbarian. But because of their goals, motivations, and intentions, they they don't mm-hmm. do the typical barbarian thing. Right. And, it's, right? and then everything sort of flows from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I put it right at the top. Interesting. Interesting. And that that's... Ah, that really opens up a lot of things to kind of go further than the conceptual um, when we're talking okay. about character creation. Because... You know, why um, character idiosyncrasies? Idiosyncrasies. Correct. Take two. Take that one. Um, Yeah. No, when we start looking at these things, character foibles. And I said that one. Destroyed. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, One fourteen. When we when we start looking at this, if characters have not only I said we were going to talk about this, but like voice. Right. right mannerisms things that they do um that show aspects of their character without betraying the character in sort of an overt way okay um so for instance things that you've like we mentioned before uh on firefly malcolm and zoe always mm-hmm. cut their apples right. Right? right because their characters have learned a lesson that bad things could be inside fruit Right. right. And so now they do this. Yeah. Um, one of the iconic uh, facial tics that the Heath Ledger Joker had with the tongue movements was because the like the the makeup around his lips, the 
prosthetics yeah. kept falling off. And so he would lick them back on in the scene to make sure that they didn't fall off. Oh, funny. I didn't it. know that. So that's where the lip or the, the tongue thing came up. And that's that's so synonymous creepy. with the creepiness. Yeah. Of the, it added to the yeah. character's creepiness, right? With the with the tongue thing. But these that was developed, that was evolved out of a necessity. Right. right? So what does your character do physically? How do they present themselves that has evolved from their backstory? Has yeah. evolved from their intentions, their motivations. Yeah. Right? Are they money focused? Okay. Every time you guys get a sack of money, nope, immediately. We open up the sack and we count it out. Yeah. I don't care if we're in the middle of the thieves' den, if we're in the middle of the, the dragon's den, if yeah. we're whatever. We are counting this out and we are making sure that the amount is correct. Right? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna pay me in jewels. Well, I brought along an appraiser. Right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna where he's gonna appraise these jewels right now because I don't want you to get stiffed. I don't want me to get stiffed, right? But there's always this sense of fairness then maybe they're evoking. Yeah. Rather, rather than I don't want to get shortchanged, right? No, I want to make sure that the deal is as we agreed to it, right? I'm a very lawful mm-hmm. character type. Yeah. And and so these kind of physical things, their appearance, right? Mm-hmm. Does does the um the preacher who stands on the soapbox and calls out to people to try and turn them to their religion. Right. Do they hide behind cowl or like a big kind of cowboy hat or sombrero or whatnot? No, right? Like their their personas should inform their perspective and their perception. Right. Right. right? And vice versa. Big, bombastic, and like charismatic. Right. Charismatic. Charismatic. <laughs> he could be charismatic. He's charismatic. Yeah, he's real he's nice. so charismatic. Real nice. Uh, yeah, and and you know what what is this what does this inform then in the world? Um, in my last campaign, I let you guys, the players, decide what the regional dialects yeah. would be like, or what the the, the tones of the <laughs> accents would be. I was just like, hey, if you create a character from here, I'm allowing you to to have the freedom, yeah. to just do this. You better do it though, <laughs> and it's great when you do it. <laughs> That was a shot across the bow. So, um, you know, it's it's an idea that, you know, uh, there is there is a matching of the character to the environment that they're in and that they yeah. come from, but that should also inform those character decisions. So mm-hmm. if, they, if they are uh, a pugilist-style boxer, right? No, every day I always wrap my hands. Stop. Is it pugilist or is it a pugilist? Could be a pugilisp. Could be a very, very different kind of character, uh, probably from Featherwood, but or, or the other one. Uh, anyway, regardless, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments if it's not pronounced that way. But yeah, like a pugilist type, where no, every day I wrap up my hands, just in okay. case. Why? Because I never know when I'm going to throw down, but I know that my chip on the shoulder, barking at authority, whatever kind yeah. of attitude follows me no matter where I go. So being ready for a fight is ultimately what I do, but I don't see that I create the fight wherever I go, mm-hmm. right? I do pick a fight in the tavern, right? Yeah. I, I think it's the other guy who picked a fight with me, right. but I was the instigator, right. right? So I'm always ready for that. So I always wrap up. No, I like that idea of sort of the physicality coming out of what you've already set mm-hmm. uh, in, in the previous steps, right? Because it, um, it allows you to do what all great writers do is to show, mm-hmm. not tell. Mm-hmm. And this is a great way for PCs to do this. Yes. Yes. Um, and it, it'll give your role play a uh, internal consistency mm-hmm. in all the things they do. Um, and the other players and the DM will, may, they might not necessarily understand why a character 
specifically acts in a certain way or dresses a certain way or speaks in a certain way. At the beginning. At the beginning. Yes. But at the beginning, they'll feel that, no, there's something there. Mm-hmm. It's not just random. There's a reason. Correct. Right? Why? And now I'm curious. Yes. And now, because I'm curious, your character matters just a little bit more right. to me. Right. right. And there's things to discover. There's layers because you've built in those layers already. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's just sort of hints, sort of hooks mm-hmm. for people to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I love it. No, it's, it's super good. And I, I suppose lastly, one of the things that I think is really important is when you step out of the characters and back into the player's perspective okay. of what's going on is in session zero, you've already decided what all your goals, motivations, your own goals and motivations for your character are, right? right? And all of that. Look around the table and say, hey, I'm thinking about playing a character that's got a chip on his shoulder and he's looking for a mentorship type player. Does anybody mm-hmm. have a mentorship type personality that, right. that they could see and then like become friends? Right. right? Um, it, you know, uh, or my character is a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. But... I would like to try characters having like an in-party romance. Is anybody else open to the idea of having an in-party romance? Right. Right. And and finding people that will enable the role play in either maybe enabling the hindrance, right? The character who who is a coward. Yeah. Right. There's somebody who's always going to step in front of them. Right. And be like, okay, it's okay. You can be a coward. Right. And they have to overcome that. And with that PC's help, then they can, you know, whatever. Or there could be somebody else that's like, no, you can't be a coward. Like, get up there and take right. the licks, take the beatings, right? If you don't come back here with a sword stripe on, on your chest, yeah. I'm going to give you one. Right. Right? You, you're going to go get in a fight over there or you're going to get in a fight over here. No, that's great. Um, especially because you, you've got, if you have this offset as you go into session zero, mm-hmm. you guys as a, as a table can do sort of the next level, it sounds like, of, of sort of setting up a character because sure your your own personal uh player character is mm-hmm. a character but the party itself the the combination of all the different mm-hmm. characters is also its own correct. character correct and if you can have sort of um dynamics between all the different characters that makes it even more interesting so you've got this multiple levels of movement and mm-hmm. dynamics and sort of power structures and and intentions and goals, yep. uh, which makes for just way more interesting uh, sort of events and role play. Well, and it's right? almost impossible to become stagnant. Yeah. Right? Right. Because it's built into the, the character's cog and the, in the yeah. machine that's not moving. You, yeah. You'll start to move. You'll start to emulate what's going on around you because you're, if you're the fly on the wall type, you're going to see the success and the fun of all the other players. Right. You're going to want to join in. Well, and if, if your characters are built, with the other characters in mind, the mm-hmm. other characters will naturally pull you. Correct. With their RP. Correct. Right. Like it's hard to be like, I'm a, I'm fly, like I'm, I'm just a wallflower. But the other character's like, what are you doing over there? Yeah. Get over here. Yes. What are you gonna? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's something. There's already that conflict. Correct. There. Yes. Right. Then you you have to deal with it, which is, I don't know. Maybe that's what you want to explore as a character. Absolutely. Or as, as a player. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and you're creating more fun. Is it more yeah. fun to sit and not be a part of the game? Or is it more fun to sit and be a part of the game? Right. Whether you're rolling dice or not, it's always more fun to play. Well, that's why we're here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did we come to play D&D or did we come to play D&D? Oof. I choose the first one. But um, yeah, no, I think, 
I think that's a great way and a great kind of a good understanding of how to expand maybe your creative process Mm -hmm. and how to start thinking a little bit bigger, obviously than the page. We always kind of go beyond the page with these conversations because most of the game is off the page. Funny enough. Yeah. Right. And so I I think this is a, this is a a good point probably for us to, to, yeah, end off. But I, I also really like what we've talked about. Right. And I do, of course, I think there's much more that we could probably talk about when it comes to, Oh, we can go um, deep off the conceptual philosophical end for sure. And we've talked about fairly high level ideas, Mm -hmm. but I think if you take these sort of things that we're talking about into account, um, everything else will come a lot easier. Mm -hmm. We'll just sort of roll down the hill. Like you've, prepped yourself to 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 for success mm-hmm. yeah so all right yeah i think that's it then yeah all right. well we're caffeine and cantrips i'm sean i'm byron and we'll see you next time or, or else, else. you're an infection Six minutes. Nice.